Welcome to our new podcast, Pod for the Pages, by the Fredericton Public Library. In our first episode, listen to us figure out how to do a podcast while recording one. You can also listen to Sarah overestimate her reading abilities as a child, and me talking about my media debut in Summerside PEI. Also, we do talk about some books. It's going. It's going. Yeah. Okay. So what I was thinking is we should introduce ourselves yep. um, and why we wanted to do this podcast because uh, we've been talking about it for probably three years. So fact check on that. Yeah. It's at least three years because the first file, whenever I looked back at the first like Word document with podcast that we started writing. <laughs> that was, was blank when I went into it. <laughs> yeah. Was in 2018. Yeah. So we've been thinking about this a long time and always found reasons not to do it. Yeah. But now we're very excited to finally be able to do it. Yeah. And I think, I know like I always make excuses to not do things like this because it's weird and it's new, but also COVID was a weird thing. So one of the things I was thinking of when we decided to start doing this and come up with like a bit of a plan for it is that we get asked all the time for reading recommendations and what we call like reader's advisory. And we do that, but it's not always easy to come up with a book on the spot that someone might like. So we thought if we could chat with each other about books that we've read or have made an impact on us, then this can serve, this podcast can serve as reader's advisory and also give you some insight into the library world, which I think is really cool. So I think that's how we've kind of framed these five questions that we're going to use for this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this will be a fun way to do reader's advisory because... A lot of times when people ask for a certain type of book, in the end, a lot of they're happier with whatever we recommend that we are really passionate about for what we really like to read. Mm -hmm. And that goes further than us Googling the random historical fiction Which we do sometimes. Which we do. Yeah. And it's still very important. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they don't actually care about getting the latest historical fiction book. They actually want a passionate recommendation about books you actually really liked. Yeah. So hopefully that's something we'll be able to do a little bit here. Well, and that can be like, even thinking going forward, we can think of it maybe as a full podcast or a discussion on like, when we do those recommendations, why we say the things that we say sometimes to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And also like that, sometimes just telling them the book that we like, maybe we'll put them on a different path. So yeah, I think that's our basic idea behind this podcast. And we will introduce ourselves. So my name is Sarah Owen. Uh, I'm a librarian here at the Fredericton Public Library. I've been in libraries for like 11 years now, almost 12. I don't know. (laughs) It's been a long time. And I started out in a little rural library um, that I got a lot of experience doing reader's advisory, mostly with teens, which was awesome. Um, And now I would say I do like a, a split of teen and adult reader's advisory here. So what's your experience? Yeah, my name is Ryan Chason. I also work in the reference department here at the Frederick Public Library. I'm not a librarian. I'm a library assistant. Um, I started as a summer student when I was yeah. a, a wee babe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I started working in the children's department and I work in the reference department. So I've had almost a little bit of every experience here at the Frederick Public Library, I would like to think. And uh, yeah, so I've been here for about four years full time now, I think. That sounds about right. Yeah. Doesn't feel that long? No. So the way that we've sort of organized this is that we have five questions 
And I think I'll ask you all five. Okay. And then you can ask me all five. Sure. That works and then me. we'll see if that format works going forward. Maybe it'll change. Who knows? Who knows? This might be the only podcast. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> so the first question is, what is the first book you remember? So it doesn't have to be the one that you read. It's just like the vivid memory of the book that you first can picture in your head. This helps because my mother still has the oh. physical books. Yeah. And they are the Munch Works collections mm-hmm. of Robert Munch stories. Specifically, I remember The Paper Bag Princess, mm-hmm. like a lot of mm-hmm. young kids. I think mm-hmm. that's a, a classic. That's still a staple in our household, too. Yes. I mean, I think a lot of his stories are. The, I think this Munchworks also had Pigs, Pigs, Pigs mm-hmm. was a great one. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the name of the story where he, the little girl gets sold at the grocery store. Where she like hides on the Some shelf. Some of the themes in Robert Munch books were just... <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. But they were great. They always had like five or six Robert Munch stories yeah. together. And... Everybody knows. So do you remember them being read to you or like leafing through them on your own? I remember leafing through them on my own. Yeah. What I remember most is, and I remember it extra because there's a newspaper photograph that I brought in here one day, mm-hmm. was I can remember them being read at our local library as a kid by a man dressed as a pirate. And for some reason... Was in, it Robert Munch and you didn't and know? Maybe, I don't think so. <laughs> and for some reason in Prince Edward Island, a pirate giving a story time made the newspapers. So nice. I was in the Journal Pioneer. Slow news day? Just a regular news day. <laughs> that's the sad thing. I don't think it was particularly slow. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely remember Robert Munch. I mean, I'm up, just so everyone knows, you can't see us, but I'm a bit older than I am. <laughs> so I do. I was a, a Robert Munch fan, and I read Robert Munch to my kids now. So, oh, that's fantastic. So this is a bit different, but it is what is the first book that you read on your own, that you can remember reading on your own? And this can be novel, whatever. This is going to be the, like, token millennial answer. That's okay. But uh, when I was in grade one, it was very fresh at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, for my birthday, got a Toronto Maple Leaf backpack. Inside the backpack, the first Harry Potter book. Oh. And I'm sure I read books before and yeah. since then, but that's certainly the one that stands out. And like I said, token answer, but it is. Again, the age difference. I read that in <laughs> university as like a survey of children's literature class. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah. So the books lasted far longer than the backpack did. Yeah. Um, I think I've been through multiple editions of all these books. Like a lot of people, they got worn thin because of how much they were read. When you got that first Harry Potter was it the was it just released or so yes. you had to wait for book two book three book yes yeah. Yeah. book two or three might have been out at that point yeah. i don't know that my parents were like quite that on trend to get yeah. on at book one but like yeah. or you were probably too little once yes when it came but no i was definitely by book four i was definitely like waiting for releases yeah i was at yeah i had i had a good like five to read and then yeah. i had to wait for six and seven oh, good training cool. for like being a fan of like Game of Thrones books now, where it's yeah. like a six-year wait. Yeah. So, you know, you definitely and like, work And that last one, like, is it. it even coming? It probably isn't. It's just <laughs> never going to happen. Maybe that'll come up later in my, my book selections. <laughs> so this next question is something that we thought, if anyone's listening to this, would be kind of cool to throw in there. It's not necessarily book-related, but I guess what do you wish people knew about the library in general, since we do work here and we can kind of, like, spread the, the good word about what's going on here? So I'll try to avoid the broad answer that I think we all like to give, which is we have more than just books. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'll go a little more specific than that. Mm -hmm. And for me, it would be our electronic resources. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think people realize we have things like Rosetta Stone and even like audiobooks and eBooks. And 
all the things people think that are ultra convenient, they have access to through paid applications or things like that. We can provide a lot of those services and we just, I would like people to know more about that. Um, again, whether you're trying to learn a language or yeah, I was just going to say like, online. it's all, there's always new things. And the other thing I think to add on to that, Ryan, is that we also listen to people when they have recommendations for yep. different databases and things like we do send that up the line and, and people look into those things. So yep. if there's something that you want from your library in terms of those resources that you can mention that to us. And they're always expanding. I think they're growing as fast as anything in the library system. More and more resources are being put into it, so the selection's getting better and better. I know you used to hear from people definitely a couple of years ago that maybe the audiobook selection was a little lacking, and I definitely think that's caught up. Yeah, COVID, COVID helped that. Yeah. In that our audiobook, or audiobook and ebook usage skyrocketed yeah. during our lockdown. And so we're just pumping as much kind of resources into that that we as we can. So and plus, Audible is only one book a month. Yeah. It's not enough, and guys. You have to pay for it. I know. So <laughs> that's you don't just have to not a great deal. Pay for hours. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't even think of that answer. So back on the book train, and I also think that this question can be a little divisive because people don't like nailing this down. But what is your favorite book? My favorite book. Um, I'll say my favorite book is probably American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Mm. I always really liked Neil Gaiman from the time when I was like younger and Coraline was great. He also like disappointed me more than any author ever whenever his North Mythology book came out. Yeah. And I was expecting like it to be the best thing ever. And it was just Norse mythology, which is always really cool. But American Gods is like a perfect fantasy novel for me. It's a lot of fun. And made into a TV show? Made into a TV show that it's sort of worked. It's confusing. Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. Visually weird style. Yeah. But still, there was a reason why they made it in a weird style was because the book was so evocative with the imagery mm -hmm. and that it was hard to, like a lot of Neil Gaiman stuff, I think, where it's hard to capture his vision in regular film. It's sort of why Coraline, I think, had needed to be animated. Because otherwise it's just impossible and American Gods was sort of like that. And like possibly terrifying. Yes. <laughs> That's what I, he's like kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. And he definitely loves yeah. a little bit of horror in his fantasy. And I like listening to him talk about his books. And I think he reads his Yes, I think a lot of audiobooks. the audiobooks that are for his novels, he, he tends to be the one reading them. Yeah, because I listen to the one that they always read in school. The Is there a graveyard? I can't remember. The Graveyard Book. Yes. Yeah. I've listened to that audiobook and it's fantastic. I've also used him as, as book clubs here at this library. Yeah, we did yeah. Ocean at the End of the Lane, which was another really good one. So just a big fan of like that pretty much style. everything he's written. Okay. So that's good. You narrowed that down. Yeah. Way to go. So what are you reading now? This is the last question. And this is the question that we thought would be awesome because in our book clubs, I often end the book club by asking this question of everyone attending because I just like to know what everyone's reading. Yes. So, yeah, go for it. Um, so I just finished reading Circe, which I'm assuming I'm pronouncing correctly. I might not be. That's okay. Um, we'll figure it out later. But it's the Madeline Miller novel mm -hmm. about the daughter of a Greek god. She is half goddess, half witch, it turns out. Ooh. Uh, and has a lot of interactions with gods and famous Greek heroes. It was wonderful. It was my favorite book in a long time, I think. I had started reading it ages ago. For some reason, hadn't quite finished it. 
And I always forget that you read fiction. For some reason, I always think you read nonfiction. Yeah, and I think my second part of the answer will be a nonfiction one because yeah. I do tend to read more nonfiction. Yeah. Uh, my nonfiction recommendation is Rogue Heroes by Ben McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the formation of the SAS, which was like the precursor to MI6 and Secret Service in Britain. I was like, Ryan's saying words I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really good. It was very much a World War II history with you know action and daredevils and feels like you're reading about a movie almost almost not nonfiction. yeah the very like factual side of a cool movie mm-hmm. is what it felt like filled with like crazy characters um but i like all again ben mcintyre writes great nonfiction. if you like spy books and nice. anything like that so, so there's your reader's advisory from Ryan. there it is nailed it should we take a break to make sure this recorded yes and then you can ask me the questions devastating if this didn't work and out. maybe we'll play like a song right now but ding ding <laughs> <laughs> Please work. If you want to know more about Rosetta, oh, <laughs> it's not as easy okay. as it looks. <laughs> the scripted reads are harder. <laughs> if you want to know more about Rosetta Stone, just ask. I think. Well, let's just like leave this one going, and we'll run it back and forth a few times. Love some like different options. Because the other thing I was thinking is, if you want to know more about Rosetta Stone, a language learning service, just ask. Actually, turned out pretty good. So, now it's Sarah's turn to answer our five questions. We'll jump right in. Sarah, what is the first book you remember? Just saying this in our last clip that we kind of ruined. <laughs> but, um, so the first book that I remember was the Jolly Postman books. And I think, I was saying to Ryan, that I think it's because they're so tactile. So you could pull the little letters out, mm-hmm. read them, tuck them back in. And I realized that I was like a trinket kid because of that. That I liked stuff that I could kind of touch and play with and manipulate so I think that's the one I remember touching and playing with and looking through and I don't even know if it had been read to me but I remember it being in in my life somehow I don't even know if it was a library book which fun fact those are not the best library books because we always lose everything in them no um that would also be a good question first library book yeah oh yeah well maybe it was that could have been my first library book I, I really don't know or one of the first and I think that because of that, I also do kind of remember uh, like a lot of pop-up books that I would have had. We had one that was The Night Before Christmas. Okay. So it was a pop-up book, and my mom kind of used it as a decoration every year. Again, it's not like we were a family that read that book, but like on Christmas Eve or something, but sure. I remember playing with it. And then, much like your Robert Munch answer, mine was Sherry Fitch. So mm-hmm. Sleeping Dragons All Around was one I remember being read to me. Fredericton used to do this thing, I think it was called First Night on New Year's Eve, and I'm pretty sure I remember going to like a, an author reading by Sherry Fitch. Okay. I could be making this completely up. It's a good story. But I don't know. <laughs> and I, I think I remember her reading that book, or a, a one of her books. And all of the Sherry Fitch books are, are like very much featured in my brain as books that I would have kind of held and, and looked at as a child. Again, not... I don't know if I knew how to read them, yeah. but I do know that, that I played with them. And then the kindergarten books that everyone had learning to read, which they weren't the Dick and Jane ones, I don't think, but they were very similar to that. I think these are before my day. They are. They totally are. Because I think they even <laughs> teach you how to read differently now, but she would do like short vowels, long vowels, and that's... So I remember those. Those are like really huh. quite prominent in my brain. Like I can't even picture what your what those were. Yeah. 
Well, I'll have to I'll have to see if I can find them and bring them in because I think they they are good like learning to read tools. But those those would be like the three the categories of the ones that I can remember like ones I could touch and manipulate, mm-hmm. and then the Sherry Fitch books, which are always so bright, and yeah. she obviously had so much rhyming and. And that's such and, a great like maritime answer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As an aside, my first library book was a eyewitness book about spies, and I never returned it. <laughs> so I'm very sorry to the Summerside <laughs> Rotary Library. Ooh, they got beef. (laughs) So the next question is, what is the first book you can remember reading on your own? So because we came up with these questions, I did have time to think about this. If we, like, interview other staff, we're not going to tell them the questions. Although if they hear this, we're going to... We're not... They're not allowed. Sure. So (laughs) I remember the first novel I would have read was probably Charlotte's Web. Okay. And I can remember reading that on my own. And mm-hmm. I can remember the feeling of, of like accomplishment of knowing that I read something. Yeah. And then the first like big novel was Little Women. And I again remember reading it and, and having like a sense of like I just read a big book. Yeah. And I probably didn't understand a bunch of it because my I could always read really well. My comprehension probably wasn't <laughs> great. <laughs> but yeah, like Charlotte's Web and Little Women are two that I can really remember. And again, it's my memory. So this could be my mom might tell me different, but yeah. and I don't even remember how old I was. I just know that those were two that I felt that sense of like accomplishment of reading. How old do you think you were when you read Little Women? I probably was in like grade two or three. Wow. Yeah, because I could always read math. I mean, sure. very different. Numbers are hard. <laughs> Numbers are hard. Still really hard for me. My reading was the one thing that was always above. But again, my comprehension was never, mm-hmm. was probably not there because I know I read like the Lord of the Rings books eventually. I cannot tell you what happened in them. <laughs> Retention can, and comprehension are different Two though. things. And I can, I can only tell you Lord of the Rings from the movies. Yeah. I can't tell you what happened because I, of reading them, even though I know I did. So, yeah. I think a future like bonus question we can think about or maybe consider mm-hmm. is... Were there any like assigned books that you either did or like or that you completely hated? Yeah, I can can go there. I already know. I already know the one I hated, but we'll we'll save that. We'll save that. Like Easter egg. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Our next question for you is: What do you wish people knew about the library? I think one of the things I wish people knew about the library is how our our hold system works. Okay. Some people totally get it. Yep. And some people don't. And that's not their fault. It's just because we don't explain it ever. Yep. So, you know, just how we share resources with all the New Brunswick Public Libraries. So when you place a hold, sometimes it can be coming from up north. Sometimes yep. it's coming from Ermukdo. Um, sometimes it's coming from the north side. So yep. that's one of the things. We're in Fredericton, in case there's like a vast listening audience here. <laughs> yes. um, in case so that's our listenership the... <laughs> gets off the rails here. <laughs> that's one of the things that I wish people knew, not because it ever causes problems, but because it's it's a neat thing to conceptualize in your head in terms mm-hmm. of like how your book actually makes its way to you, yep. and that we actually have like a deal with the government the federal government on like shipping that Mm -hmm. material we get like a a book rate so it's cheaper to ship it i guess the like putting a button on this is saying that if you want a book we can normally get it for you somehow which i think is pretty cool when we say like oh we can't put it out like we don't have a copy here but we can get it brought in for you from another library i think it makes it sound like 
maybe the patrons sometimes they do say no because they feel like they're putting yes. us out. Yes, yes. It's like no, thing. this is the, just as easy for us. It's gonna get here quicker. Yeah. Like it'll take the hold is gonna wait three weeks or yes. two weeks. That's a really if good. If we attendance. do this, the book will get here in a week. Yeah. So I wish people did know that like, you're really not putting us putting us out. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's our, also our job. Like uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. people will sometimes be like, I don't want to bother you, but can you help me find this? I'm like, that's your. I mean, that's why I'm here. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's... Otherwise, they're going to replace us with computers. (laughs) No, we're not down with that. (laughs) No, and I think, yeah, that's a really good point. Often people will say, no, 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 don't worry about the hold. Like, it's a big hassle, but that's like a big part of our workflow is Mm -hmm. getting the books ready for the hold. And this is like where our circulation department, our superstars, Mm -hmm. like gathering the stuff for the holds and sending them out. So that's a really good point. You should always ask us if you want it you should ask us for it because we can normally find you something even if it's super rare yep um we can normally find it the only time an interlibrary loan doesn't work where we go outside of our system is if it's like a brand new book and we just don't have it yet yeah then we just need to get the book so yeah yeah and also if you want books we can we can buy them yeah we can buy them especially newer things that we don't have yet yep let us know we'll make sure it's on a list yep moving on to our next question which is always i think the hardest question what's your favorite book I feel like Ryan knows the answer to this because he hears me recommending it all the time. (laughs) But it's one of my favorite books and I definitely have, you know, again, it's hard to answer, but Ready Player One by Ernest Cline is one of my favorite books of all time. A friend of mine who's another big reader, Kathleen Jeffries, she is the one who recommended this one to me. Mm -hmm. Just said, have you read this yet? I read it. I fell in love with it. I reread it like a few weeks later it has like every element of everything I love, which is like some fantasy, some post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. earth stuff going on. It's got video games. It also reminds me of my brother because my brother's a gamer. So it like kind of, it just ticked all the boxes for me. Yeah. And it's really fun. It's like a fun book. Mm-hmm. So much fiction is so depressing sometimes. And this one is has its moments, but it's just a really fun book. And I, I recommend it to anybody and everybody that comes in. Yes. I, Story checks I've out. probably seen you recommend this book, especially to teens mm-hmm. coming in and maybe moving, like, looking to move from YA, and we'll say that, like, the Hunger Games-y type yep. YA, and looking for something that's just getting into, like, a little bit bigger, a little bit more into, like, actual fiction it's like instead a of true YA. crossover. Yeah. yeah. And that's the one that is like the perfect recommendation for that. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I've okay. seen you recommend it to at least 35 people. Yes, for sure. I talk about it all the time. I have done it as a book club. Um, and I mean, some people I think hate it and that's okay. <laughs> Strong reactions are still a good thing. And also, you know, was obviously made into a movie. So that's another reason why I do use it often with teens that have kind of read out our teen section because mm-hmm. sometimes like getting them up to that next level, if it has a movie or they've mm-hmm. seen the movie, then they'll read the book to like catch things that maybe obviously the movie doesn't have. So yep. yes, Ready Player One is one of my favorite books. I will also say that I have reread The Birth House by Amy McKay so many times. It is also one of my favorite books. It's just beautifully written. I think it was a Canada Reads book. I th- okay. It may have won. I can't remember now. Um, but it has some like East Coast local kind of mention of that area. So whenever you read books that you can kind of see what yeah. they're, or you can picture where they are, and it's got a little magic in it too. So if a book has some magic in it, yeah, 
I have other recommendations and I don't know when I'm going to get them in. Maybe I'll like lie about the next answer. But anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so selective. What did you read last? I'm going to say three books for that one. So let's get right to it then. Yeah, yeah. What were the last few books you read? So I just finished The Revival Season by Monica West. This is one that I'm excited to read based I'm gonna on give your to you. telling. It's fantastic. Uh, there's some. There's definitely some trigger warnings in it, and I guess I'll say it here. There's some child abuse in it, but it's um, wonderfully written. I think it's Monica West's first book, which I know a lot of people always love authors' like first big breakthrough book because it's it's like it's a band's good. first album. Totally, where it's purely what yes. they wanted to do, which yep. is always fun. Yeah, and I think I think she writes from a. A place of knowing uh, it's basically like an evangelical family that goes on these revival visits in the summers to save people um, so it's it's a fiction book but I think she I, it feels like she bases some of it off of her life and I'm just hoping she writes more from this family's viewpoint because it was wonderful so that was a fiction book the next one I read I read this one just finished this one when I was on my vacation this Life is in Your Hands by M Melissa Coleman. She is like a, her family is a back to the, back to the country, back to the earth family where they decide to go off grid in the seventies. So, and they have a pretty traumatic, tragic thing happen to their family. So it's really about like the before this tragic event and the after this tra tragic event mm -hmm. and really how it sh completely shifts the family. Again, really, really good really readable but can be a bit of a bummer so i don't know maybe don't if you're not looking for that then then just stay away <laughs> so those are my that's the ones i've just finished and i have another one picked up right now and i can't even think of the name of it but maybe if we have like you are able to put some notes in this i'll throw yeah. it in the notes <laughs> but i do go i do get what i think some people call book hangovers which is if i finish a book that i really like which i loved revival season that was just the one i just finished I, I have a hard time picking up a new one yeah. if it doesn't grab me the exact same way that that, sure. that one did. So sometimes I need a little distance from it, and then I'll, I'll pick one up. So I do have one on my to-be-read list, but I have 500 on my to-be-read list. <laughs> but, you know, you got to pick the right one yes. after you've read a really good one. Uh, so I have a bonus question. Yeah! So I think this is an idea oh that God. I came up with on the fly. I don't know this question, I know. Ryan. So, but I think that's part of this, is that I think we should keep when we do bring people in for interviews, mm -hmm. we'll give the five questions. Yep. But we'll keep this question, we'll keep a question in our back pocket. Yep. And it'll be a random question that's not quite as related, mm -hmm. just to get to know the person a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So for this first one, I think a good one would be, what podcast do you like to listen to? Oh my God. I love podcasts, as you know. And that's why we're doing this, because we also love the chit-chat of the podcast. So I will recommend the one that I, I've recommended to you, and mm -hmm. I recommend to a lot of people, which is Canada Land. So it's just a yep. media criticism show. He also has like some kind of sister podcast to the Canada Land one. So he's done one called Thunder Bay about indigenous people in Thunder Bay. And he has one called Backbencher talking about like politics okay. in, in a way that you can understand. Mm -hmm. So that would be my, probably my recommendation for podcasts right okay. now. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. What about you? Um, my Turn favorite one. On you. <laughs> yeah, my favorite one to listen to, and it's one that I will re-listen to sometimes, mm -hmm. which works great with the theme of the podcast. It's called The Rewatchables. Mm -hmm. It's a oh, yeah. podcast that essentially breaks down movies that are really popular, not just for like winning awards or being like huge box office draws, 
but they started as movies that were really popular on cable. So yeah. little movies and stuff, and just things that were on cable and that you would see over and over again and break those down. So I just think that's a very, like... Breakdown great idea. podcasts are, like, my favorite. Yeah. I mean, there, obviously, there's The Office Ladies and then yeah. uh, Brian Baumgarter's one for The Office as well. I listen to both of them. Yeah, that they, whole Office crowd is just going to live off it. They're capitalizing off their Netflix popularity. Yeah. And every show, is, like, there's a Gilmore Girls one I hear as for now. I didn't know that. Oh, well, yeah, there's definitely a Gilmore Girls podcast. It is spooky season, so that's a good Gilmore Girls <laughs> rewatch is, or uh, re-listen. Is a good, that's a good one. Yeah, and then if you want sports podcasts, I'm sure I have way too many recommendations because that's fills too much of my time. No, that's a good that that's a that's a good question. So yeah, we're obviously podcast fan. Yes. Here, fans here, and it's one of the things that we love doing. So mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah, we can keep up keep up with a schedule to yeah. have these podcasts and 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 we can talk uh, uh, about books because I guess that's kind of what we like. I said earlier, it's it is what we we maybe miss the mark on sometimes is is like sharing what we're reading and and doing any kind of reader's advisory. So I yeah. Think Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with you very soon. Yeah, thanks. Insert sweet song. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the ones I remember, and I think it's because it's so tactile, are those Jolly Postman books. Kim's waving at us from the window. <laughs> uh, is she coming in to say yeah, hello? She definitely can try. Oh, it's locked. We're recording a podcast. Do you want to say hello? Sure. To all of your listeners. Yeah. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Listener. <laughs> <laughs> that might be optimistic. Oh, my. <laughs>